0: Thank you. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Millennial Entrepreneur. My name Cena. I love running the journeys by the young entrepreneurs. In this episode, I spoke to David Carlin, a payment startup founder that has built a community of other payments entrepreneurs. And so we covered how to start a payments firm, is it too late to get into payments, and do you need to have years of experience within finance in order to start a payments firm? We haven't actually had many payments entrepreneurs on the podcast before and so I'm really excited to have David on and I reckon we're going to have more payments entrepreneurs on to the podcast in the future because i do know quite a few that have amazing stories that i know you guys would absolutely love to hear now before we jump into the episode it'll be incredible if you are new to the podcast to leave a five-star written review on apple Podcasts or spotify wherever you listen it helps podcast grow incredibly more than you can imagine so thank you so much for the support click on the podcast as well and i hope you enjoy dave thanks so much for coming on the podcast how are you horrible it's been too busy today but that's okay
1: <laughs> business is hard guys don't do it but no i'm just joking it's been a good day
0: <laughs> what's payments like tell us because we haven't had someone on the podcast before i to my knowledge for a while at least that, that is in the payment space
1: yeah uh most people are oh, for payments this is gonna be a boring let me listen up everybody the payments is very exciting and the reason why i like being in payment processing what i mean by that is credit card debit card processing or ach any form of transactional payments that's what we're involved in. So when you guys are shopping online or offline, you're going to buy something at your favorite Shopify store, or you're going to buy something, an ice cream down the street, or you're going to pay the guy who cleaned your windows. What you didn't know is there's a, a middle person that's making money Um, on that transaction, whether it is Stripe or PayPal that marked it all the way up, or it is the actual banks or someone who set up a merchant account is what it's called. There's a middle person who is making a percentage on every single transaction. One of our oldest personal accounts is almost now 17 years old. Imagine doing something once, setting someone up once to accept payments online or offline, or saving someone money who's an existing business to still accept payments online or offline. And after doing one action, getting paid for another five or 10 or 15 years. So that is essentially in a nutshell, what it comes down to with payment processing. One of the most exciting things about the business is you get to speak to a million different types of business owners, successful and non-successful, online, offline. So you're getting a wide education on business and all facets of business, because when you're actually seeing people's processing statements and seeing about their business, they can't really BS you when they're killing it, when you're actually seeing their numbers, right? So when they're telling you something that works, and you see a bank account in a processing statement, you're like, yeah, that must work. <laughs> that must work pretty good. There is not that it takes away that Instagram front. <laughs> like like, you know, imagine like laying across a Lambo and like, here's my bank account. Okay, cool. I yeah, here's, here's yeah, yeah. so that's payments in a nutshell.
0: That's very, very interesting. And the, the point that you made there was you set up a customer like once. And you can get residual sort of income from them for your business for the next sort of 15, 20 years. Like every business uses payments to some capacity for sure. Like even a lot of payment, yeah, every business online or offline, as you mentioned, and the customer lifetime value is probably the highest out of any industry that I've seen. That's the interesting thing here. So I guess my question for you, Dave, is how did you first get into payments? Yeah, my wife
1: was in it. My wife's been in it for 22 years. Um, I was like a lot of you that are maybe starting companies or thinking about what to start. I owned a bike company at that time. I've owned companies my whole entire life. At that time, it was a bike company. And employees, overhead, every single day resets. It was great. It was a lot of fun, online, offline. But it's every you do 100 grand on Monday, cool. It's freaking Tuesday. That's over. Oh shit. Got to got to keep on going. I was tired of that. I was tired of all that. And after hearing about her business, I was like. We did mean you continue to get paid after doing one thing. Imagine, you know, it's kind of like, imagine being a realtor, right? Where you keep selling the same house to the same person every month for 10 years. That's the only way I can really equate it to. And then after I set you up with payments, I'm like, yeah, let's, let's talk about payroll. Let's talk about funding. Let's talk about marketing. Let's talk about other services because I'm a brand payment and business expert. I'm not a number. Anyone can Google how to set up a merchant account. I'm going to help you scale your company. Why are you doing that? Because if I can take you from a half a million to a million dollars a year, I'm going to double what I make. So if I can make you more money, can I make more money? Right? So the payments industry is is very fascinating as we evolve with crypto, as we evolve in different verticals. Dispensaries are still legal, but as we devolve from the CBD to this, to the metaverse, to all these things, it doesn't matter. We evolve with it. And the technologies we just evolved with there, we build the technologies. The technology aspect is also very interesting as well. And if you are going to start your own company, you can cut out the middle person and be um, the person actually making money on your own credit card processing for your business. So there's all different ways to make money, but there's no licensing. You can move around from state to state. You can go after accounts from state to state. Uh, you, there's no requirement to continue to bring deals to get paid. So, if you land an account tomorrow, let's say it pays you $10,000 a month, and you want to go surf in Bali for a year, um, go surfing. As long as your guy's processing, your girl's processing, you'll continue to get paid. That's the beauty of this.
0: Tell me, this is an interesting one because you owned a bike shop before, you met your wife, and then you, you transitioned into payments. What's interesting for me is that you weren't in payments before. You're obviously managing payments being in a bike shop, but you weren't building any technology within that space. So what's very interesting to me is that transition that you made going into the payment space without probably any knowledge with what what what's involved, how many layers are involved. I used to be in fintech, so I know it's very, very complicated how many layers are involved. People don't really realize that. So I guess the, the question that I have here is for people who know how complicated the layers are and how many people, like middlemen there are, you know, between the person getting paid and the actual merchant... For you coming in as a new person, I guess how easy was it for you to transition into that?
1: Um, there's, I had Patricia, right? So I had, literally my wife is probably one of the leading, most leading person in the world in payments, right? She's she's landed and has some of the biggest e clients in the world. She was one of the people helping, which some of you guys may be really young, We couldn't always accept payments online. That wasn't always a thing. She actually was back in the day, 22 years ago, whatever, she looked those facts up. It's somewhere around there. Don't fact check me, but it's somewhere around there, you know, was helping the first company start selling online when it wasn't a thing, right? So she has seen every shift because when it first started, it was just adult. That's what it was. It was people, adult websites and after, you know, having my wife is now what people get to have my wife and my t- and my wife my and, and our team help them. They get to have a Patricia like I had. That's my wife. And a lot of people need to be held accountable. A lot of people need to be pointed in the right direction. A lot of people need people to help them win their deals or do all the things that are very complicated, right? We don't have to make this harder. So we have a program where people can join and they can pay us one time and we'll, you know, partner with them. They own their own company and help them not have to worry about. All this crazy you know, analytical things that really come with payments. But by doing it with them, they eventually learn. They eventually learn. But it's not like school where you have to wait two or three or four years. You don't have to wait your turn. If you got a big account tomorrow, you know you can't land it on your own because you, you don't own your payment. You're about to start your payments company. You have no credibility. And quite frankly, you don't know what the hell you're talking about. But I do. So imagine if you go, let me get my partner Dave on the phone and we win that business together, right? So that's where we kind of, we do that for people, but I built a, a CLM company, I built a software company. I don't know code, I've never done it before. I just, I just know myself and I know my drive. I also have money, right? So that's, that's a thing, money does, does help when it's not as risky. Money, drive, and essentially the, and the guts to do it, to take that risk. Most people are so scared of failing, I know that if I control something, I can't fail because I believe in myself so much. I'd rather take everyone else out of the equation. So that's where, you know, I truly believe in, everyone's like, hey Dave, how much do you invest in the stock market and crypto? I'm like "Uh, a little bit compared to what, you know, what our worth is like a little bit, but I only invest in things I can control. And this is something anyone can control on how they want to run their company and how they want to land accounts. And that's what's beautiful is, it's in your back pocket for the rest of your life. So whether you want to go a little bit or all in, or go all in for a year, take a break for a year, come back for a year. That's what's great about it is you have this in your back pocket to make money off it for the rest of your life.
0: So I'm, I'm conscious because people must be listening to this and you know getting interested into payments. Like, what is it all about? Is there a, is there a potential business I can build within the payment space? Because it sounds incredible. So tell me, what is the what are the barriers to entry, I guess, for actually starting a payments company? So for, for someone that might not have any knowledge of what payments are, what is what are the barriers to entry? How can they get started?
1: Yeah, so how it's been before we you know did our we've done something completely different that's never been done before, and quite frankly, everyone payments hates us for it. But I don't care. I always tell everybody, you're either with me or against me. You can be pissed off in the corner, and we're gonna run you over. Come join us, right? So most part, you go to Square Stripe or PayPal, and they don't have middle people, but they may, they keep it all themselves. They even they're making that middle plus them. Then you have banks and payment processing companies who hire people to go and hit the streets and go sell hard. Who the hell wants to do that? No one wants to cold call people or knock like, or work as an employee. So then we built something where like everyday people can learn this business. Business owners can do this for their own business. Business owners know other people who own businesses. They can make money off this. So we made our program only a dollar. $1 to join, and I'll tell you the catch, because they what's up, I will tell you, because there's nothing wrong with upselling somebody if there's value involved in it. Let's be very clear about that. So dollar, you pay a dollar, you come in, you learn everything, cool, take the knowledge and go do it on your own. 1,000% is gonna take you more time, 1,000% you're gonna make mistakes, 1,000% you may fail, you may succeed, but by yourself, you need to be a strong-minded individual to learn everything and not have someone supporting you every step of the way and be successful. We know what that 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 narrow um, window is for someone being successful. So, someone comes to us and is like, "Dave, I want your team to do everything. Okay, you want us to help you with the sales, the apps, the support, the trainings, the weekly, everything. Just be your. You need us. We're there. Your right hand person. Essentially, your your franchise you're buying into, where the franchise owner and his whole team are also going to work inside your franchise. We charge anywhere from you know five to ten k for that. Um, One or two accounts can pay for that. And what they get is us for at least a minimum of a whole year doing everything for them because we have a vested interest because we own some of the payment processing companies that they're boarding accounts through. So I have a vested interest for them to be very successful. So I'm betting on myself because I know what I can do. They're the only variable here. We've trained thousands of people to make millions and millions and millions. And I know that I'm betting that I, if you, all you have to do is make a relationship, find out what they're using, and get them on a call and get a statement, And then if we are able to win that business, I want to make money with you on those accounts for the next 10 years. So we try to make it as inexpensive as possible to start a company. So imagine for under 10 grand, be able to own your own company that you don't have to buy leads. You don't have to pay for marketing. All you have to do is maybe set up your incorporation, which we have partners for that for a couple hundred bucks. If you don't, we're primarily B2B, but if you're a hustler and you're looking, we can help you. Um, And that's it. Nothing else. Get a digital business card for $2.99. Get a copy of our CRM software if you want. You'll have your own dashboard where you'll be able to track all your clients, all your applications, and all the residuals you are making on all of your clients. It's all transparent. So imagine paying, you know, you know, let's say five or 10 grand for a business that prints you cash for another 10 years.
0: Yeah. I, I, I can see where you're coming from. And, but the thing is a lot of like, I guess people listening are from, they might not be from the U S they might be from from Europe. They might be from Asia. The payment infrastructure obviously looks incredibly different depending on the jurisdiction that you're in. So I guess would they, if, if you guys aren't available in, you know, to have the knowledge of the jurisdiction in the place that they're in, how can they do do it themselves?
1: So we are going to be opening up Canada uh, and the UK um uh, shortly because we have our relationships there that's kind of where we stop the puck with ourselves we don't really go into we have partners that go into Asia and stuff like that um but I just the reason why you know we we still we're still in payments today we own our companies like we're we're business people we're not coaches no offense for any coaches coaches is cool um there's like we have a lot of coaches that we process for just not my thing we used to have like level 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 and I'm like dude I feel so weird I'm like I'm like, I, I, I don't need money from someone and I feel so weird upselling people. I'm like, why well, can't just hit him in the face and what the price is? And like, oh, well that, like people are like, they tell me like, Dave, well, why are you charging 10 grand? Like, that's ridiculous. I'm like, I gave you all the knowledge for a dollar. You're just fucking lazy and you don't want to do it on your own. So if you come and mow my lawn for a year, right? For free, because that's what you're asking of me, gladly give you the course. I'll give you my address. You know, it's kind of like, so that's where, you know, uh, we, we have our one cost. So if people are in different countries, Unfortunately, I'm the only game in town. No one else has what we have. We built the world's largest training platform and point blank period, right? I am gonna go into Canada, I am gonna go into the EU, um, but they could probably start off if they're in a different country that we're talking about and teaming up with a processor and see if, you know, they can just sign up as an agent. Now they're not gonna have what we give, but they'll have, it'll take them a little bit longer, but you could become an agent for a processor in a different country. Um, depending on the regulations. But yes, to your point, that's why we kind of stick with the US in the beginning because different regulations, different air change, different everything uh, when it comes to different countries.
0: But before we go on, I want to tell you quickly about the podcast new sponsor, Zencaster. So I get messages a lot, you know, maybe every week saying, you know, how do I do a podcast remotely? A lot of people are getting into it. Recording a podcast remotely can be quite difficult and challenging. And platforms such as Zoom, you know, Google Meets, whatever, they're not built for podcasting. So that means when you record it, the sound quality doesn't sound too good. And if there's an absence or, or breakage in sound, then the end user, so the listener, actually picks it up. I have been obsessed with the sound quality since day one. And as a result, I've searched long and hard for a platform that let me re- you know podcast remotely without that breakage in sound and you know optimizing quality and the platform that i came across that i've been using for two and a half years now across all the podcasts that i do is zencaster now zencaster makes the podcasting experience so easy and you know everything from local recording which basically means that my sound records on my side and their sound records on their side so you get two different audio files that you can put together and post and so the sound is extremely clear. And if you don't believe me, you can look back at all my episodes that I've recorded, apart from episode one, number 100, which I recorded in person. Every other one I've used Zencaster to record. So if you want to use Zencaster, and I, I don't know if I should say this, but in actual fact, it's, it's a free tool. So I've been using the free package for two and a half years, and it's an amazing tool. So I highly recommend that you sign up if you are looking into podcasting remote. It's the best tool that I've been using and I'm not switching anytime soon. Now I want you guys to have the same easy experience as I do for all my podcasting and content needs. So if you're interested in the paid or free package, then there is a link in my description that starts with zen.ai. Uh, click that link, you know, sign up to whatever package that you want. Um, if you are looking for more sort of special, specialty uh, package, such as like all the editing stuff to be taken care of, then you can use my link and it will give you thirty percent off your first three months. Otherwise, you can use the free package, which is why I've been using for two and a half years. So thank you so much. Let's get on with the episode. You said something quite interesting to me before we hit record, and you said something around if you already have a business, e-commerce, for instance, and you want to move away from Stripe, Square but obviously you don't wanna make a whole nother business entirely to do payments because that's not your primary business. You can still create technologies or some sort of a system where you can you can cut out those people.
1: Yeah, you can hit me up. You can be your own your own agent on your own account. So whoever sets you up or Stripe, let's say Stripe or PayPal sets you up, you may be paying 2.9 and 30 cents right now to process payments for Stripe or PayPal, right? Random number, Oh, it's not a factual number, but just a random number we'll use right now. You may be paying two point nine and thirty cents, but the hard cost may be two point one or two point two or less or a little more. So let's say the hard cost is two point two. Let's not use the transaction, the thirty cents. Let's just go two point nine is what you're paying, but your hard cost, meaning on the card issuing side, the um, the, the you know the actual card companies and the card issuing banks, um, you know, there's 0.7 there left over, right? There's 0.7 that you're paying in difference. We allow people. To join us in the same day, there's no extra cost. It only costs you a dollar to join. You can, you can join and instantly put money back in your pocket. So it's not learning a new funnel. Nine times out of 10, the software or the platform you're on, ClickFunnels or whatever you're using or any, whatever you're using for your business, sometimes can stay exactly the same. And it's just a switch in the back end. And then you'll get a direct deposit every single month, the residual income you're earning on your own credit card transactions. And then every single time without fail, after they do that, they go, should I know people too. Okay, well, then that's uh, then you got to pay me for that, right? You got to, because of our team to do all that, because they're busy. They don't they're like, Dave, most people are like, I don't even want to learn payments. I'm just, I'll shake, you bake. I'm going to bring them, you close them. By all means, you stay in your lane, I'll stay in mine. We'll be just happy, right? And then they have full reporting of all their clients and everything that's going on with them.
0: What do you mean by becoming an agent? Because you, you talked about, uh, say, like we talked about, like you can, in other jurisdictions outside of the U S and even the UK and Europe, it's like we have, we have audience in Asia and, and Africa. So you said that they can become an agent for another person, another sort of company. And then you guys are saying you could become an agent for us. What does that mean exactly? And what's the sort of benefit for becoming an agent for a company such as yourselves or, or such as a company like Stripe or, or PayPal or square.
1: So you're owning your own payments company. It's just an industry term as an agent, the person who, you know, facilitated the, the deal, right. That we just, call your agent, but you would own your own payments company. So if you start, let's say, um, you know, the millennial payments company, right? Like that's what it is, but you're a CEO of that company, but you're the actual agent that's registered. That's bringing the deals through whatever you sign the forms, you got your direct deposit. You are facilitating, you're not facilitating the transactions because the payment processing company is, but you're creating your own payments company that is going to be driving the deals, through the actual payment processing companies who are legally allowed to process the payments.
0: Dave, I wanna wanna wrap up the podcast with a few questions about, I guess, the future of payments. So where do you see the future of payments going into? Because I know loads of people are very interested in gains payments, but, you know, from a technology standpoint. So where do you see in terms of like technology and regulation or like, you know, where do you see it going in the future?
1: I mean, it's just gonna be something that, you know, you know, it's going to be something that I don't even like, you know, just to be maybe something, it must sound crazy, but like something where, you know, it's either a glasses or a watch or something where it's just, you know, or it's something you can get tattooed on you with your QR code of <laughs> that's linked to everything. and You just, everywhere you go, just something just really, you know, weird. Cause we already have a near field technology, which everyone's familiar with. You put your phone near it, you put your, you know, you know, um, and you know, we're a long way away from crypto completely taking over everything i will guarantee you that you know it took tens of years just for cbd to even be allowed to for processing of payments so for anyone who's interested in even getting involved in this like ah oh, like we're just going to keep evolving that's kind of the beauty of it. like we don't we're not the ones that are getting x'd out of the of the equation and that's where it really comes to people as the future of any industry, any industry you're going to be involved in, as the future of any industry, you need to be the innovator in your industry. And you need to not just be, you know, oh, I just provide merchant accounts. Well, I don't know, but you could eventually be replaced because then maybe it's all just done online and they don't need you anymore. I don't think that'll ever be a thing because a lot of people like that personal touch. But, um, you know, I think that you're going to need to be able to, like I said, branch yourself out to become a brand payment business expert, to be, so much more than just offering a merchant account. Now, the thing that I'm seeing and what we're building and what a lot of people are building is people are sick and tired of this checkout cart with this funnel, with this link, with this CRM, with this merchant account, with this Zapier, with this automation. And it's like, dude, I got fucking 50 things that like tw- like people want all in one solutions. And that's why Shopify won. They won the race. And that's why of these companies won because here's the price, here's how it works. Boom, you're set up. So that's the future of... The the people who are going to really win big, and the agents will still resell this stuff. But like I'm talking about, like the billion dollar, billion dollar plus exit people are going to be the people. Yeah, the packaging of everything. Um, that's where it's going to be.
0: I completely agree with you. It's the it's the modularization of payment tools to make it accessible to kind of everyone, rather than having to do it themselves. Sure. Because as you said, payments is everywhere, but making small elements of that easy to access for businesses is extremely useful and extremely powerful for startups that want yep. to get into this space, for sure. I completely see that. Yeah, and
1: it's, it's not anything right now. A lot of people have tried it. You know, um, you know. I think the dollar and any, any currency, for that matter, you know, eventually may go null and void, not just to crypto. But what I mean is, like, you might be able to buy a loaf of bread at a store or you might be able to buy a car online and with that loaf of bread, barter your lawnmower for it or something, or or your time? Or what's the most valuable thing that people have? Time. So what if you could barter time? Hey, I don't got five bucks for this, but I want to barter right now uh, 20 minutes of my time to wash dishes in the back. You know, what about a a platform that allows people to barter time? Um, Congratulations to whoever's going to build it after me saying it today. But, um, you know, that's something where... We, there, there's, that's our commodity. A lot of people, a lot of people have that commodity. That's the one thing everyone has, and no one can take away from them. Well, some people, well, some people take that time away as a stupid statement, you know. But um, that's something I think in the future as well is we're going to see different forms of, of of actual outside of crypto of different ways people are paying. But still, that middle person facilitating that.
0: That's that's something I've never even thought about before. That's a really good point, Dave. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's such a pleasure having you on. So many different things that I've never even thought about. So yeah really really interesting how can people stay in touch with you and what you're doing in the future
1: uh just go to meet the carlins on instagram a lot of our one of our links is on there meet the Carlins, c-a-r-l-i-n-s meet the carlins um residual payments is obviously our one company but you know that link's on there on meet the carlins um and find us on there and look
0: forward to working with you guys fantastic thank you so much dave for coming on the podcast again and i'm sure we'll speak very soon thanks so much thank you thank you so much for listening to this episode and if you enjoyed it'd be incredible if you leave a five-star wrist review on apple Podcasts, spotify wherever you listen in case you don't know we actually have the full video episodes on youtube as well so you can subscribe while you're there watch the full video episodes i know loads of you guys love doing that so thank you so much again for listening and i'll catch you in the next episode thanks so much